podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. Get me to bed. <laughs> what an intro that is. So Dan, it's quarter to 12 on Thursday night. Transfer window is now slammed shut, as they say. Madness has happened today. Who knows what's going on? I feel like I'm in an absolute daze as to where we're at. We've been waiting to record this video for the last hour. It looked like Leroy Fair was, was the man that was going to come in. And then all of a sudden, Villa have tweeted that uh, Tom Carroll signed for the club out of nowhere. So <laughs> what is going on? Great stuff, mate. I mean, I'm seriously evaluating my life at this point. Well, it's the time, 10, 20, to, 20 to 12. I should not be sitting here recording a video, but the transfer deadline day has just been absolutely nuts. Like it's it's made me look stupid on a number of occasions because things that I knew for fact were happening have fell through in the last minute, and then just just from nowhere we saw a different player from that club. It's just it's been a long, long, long day, and I, don't, I hate to think what the people who work at Villa feel like because I think it just shows that I said in the podcast about I've seen a picture of Adebayor in a Villa shirt, like he was he was gonna sign. Like things have happened today, like that. I just. I, I can't get my head around it to be honest. What do you think's happened with that fur deal? Is it a, a failed medical or something like that, or is it just a? It was never on in the first place, and it was all rumor. It was on. I, I know it was on. Too many. I've had too many, too much contact with people today to, to think that they were all wrong. It, it, it was on. It's just something's happened. I can only presume, and don't quote me. I can only presume that he's failed a medical or something, because to, to then just go and get another player from the same club last, last yeah. like last second. It just, just seems bizarre. You've not heard Tom Carroll's name all day. And then the next thing you know, he's been announced. It's just madness. I've just seen a tweet. I've got my laptop up and Sky's on. I mean, this video is just going to be a, a bit of a mess, to be honest. But just seen a tweet saying apparently the Carroll deal was completed three minutes before the deadline. It doesn't surprise so, me. Obviously, this is, this wasn't, surely this wasn't, we're ringing up Swansea five minutes before the deadline going, oh, have you got anyone else because Furs failed his medical? Like, this surely goes on longer than that. I just, I don't know what's going on at this point. I, I, like you say, I want to go to bed. I'd really doubt that we were in for both of them. I don't think that would make too much sense. I mean, it also... Surely you can't make, get a deal over the line in, in what, even, say, an hour, even? I really I really don't know. I mean, it all sounds a mess, but how much of a mess must, must Swansea be? I mean, I question why they're even giving us players that are ahead of us in the league. Well, there's there's the another moment. player that was going to be going on his way to Leeds, apparently, from Swansea. Uh, I can't remember his name. And that's that's fallen through as well, that Swansea have bailed on that deal. So I don't know whether something similar had happened with Fur as well, that they've suddenly gone, oh no, we can't do this now. I don't know, this is the big talking point of the day, this, this deal and this whole Swansea saga with a couple of players. But to just pop up with Tom Carroll out of nowhere, I don't know, it's all just very weird. Good player though. <laughs> well, I've always thought he was, he was decent. He's certainly very, very tidy on the ball. I've, I've just seen someone put on Twitter that, like at the current time with Jack Al, we've got three left-footed central midfielders, which feels yeah. a, li a little lopsided. But then I guess actually if you played with three right-footed central midfielders, you probably wouldn't even register it. But I don't know, because left-footers are more rare. It feels like a, a bigger deal. Do you think all three of them will play at the same time? I think they will to begin with because Jack's not 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 going to be fit in the next yeah. couple of weeks until the next couple of weeks by the looks of things. So I imagine now they'll, they'll start. I mean, I think Tom Carroll's played fo played football this year, which gives him a or this season, which gives him a bit of a one-upmanship on anyone else that we've that we've that we've bought in because it feels like we've kind of bought a, we've bought a few players who haven't played yeah. much football. Players that come through the Spurs academy tend to be 
de decent players. As I say, he's, he's definitely a, a good ball player. My, my worry with him, with him would be he's a little lightweight, but I've not seen loads of him. That's just an opinion I've, I've formed from a few times. I've, I would have seen him on telly or seen, it, seen him live at Villa Park, but he, I can see him as kind of a, a Smith player, if, if, if that makes sense. A little bit like Ryan Woods, quite what Smith frame yeah. likes to get likes to get on the ball, so he kind of fits that mould of a Smith player, in my opinion. It's another one through the door, isn't it? That makes it uh, five for Villa now. Um, we'll go through those very briefly. Obviously, obviously, Kalinic and Courtney House came in. You've obviously spoken those, about those a little bit already, as they were sort of earlier on in the window. Uh, since then, I'm going to have to refer to my list because I've totally forgot who we've got. So today we've had Tyrone Mings has come in today, Frederick. Gilbert, Gilbert, I don't know. It's a great, uh, it's a great, it's a great effort. I'm sure I've seen somebody call him Freddie Gilbert somewhere. So let's just call, let's just call him Gilbert for for his. How do you how do you assess deadline day for Villa if you had to give it a rating out of ten? I'm not sure. I, re I remain I to see really. Um, I think when we got Kalinic in so early, I was thinking that right we've identified what we yeah. want here, and I know transfers aren't easy, and obviously it comes down to the last minute for a reason because. No club wants to operate in the way that a lot of clubs have done today. They they can't possibly, they can't they can't want to. So I thought we'd get stuff done a lot earlier. Tyrone Mings I like I like as a, as a player. Although I must say I thought he'd primarily be a left back for Villa. I thought left back was his was his primary position. That's where he made his name in the yeah. Championship for Ipswich. So I was quite surprised to hear Smith saying he's been brought in to to, to be a centre back. I mean he's about six foot four, six foot five. So in a way. It, it does make does make sense. I've said about the need for having some left-footed centre backs for offering balance the way we want to play. So again, it, it fits it fits that bill. Do you think that might be a temporary sort of suggestion from Smith that he'll play centre back for I don't know, two months, or whatever, to sort of give Chester a rest or to partner Chester, and then eventually over time he'll move to left back. I mean, I'd imagine if Neil Taylor was to pick up an injury, Mings would Mings would go to left back. Yeah, I mean he's he's obviously got he's a few weeks away. It's when Twan Zabi comes back, really. With suddenly then, if Mings is a centre back, we've gone from having no centre backs to yeah. too many. It's, it's quite it's quite strange, isn't it? But Smith will have identified just because we haven't got them in on time or in good time. Smith will have had these players identified. I would have thought he likes a specific type of player, Dean Smith. So if he thinks Tyrone Mings can come in and play centre back, then I trust him. Um, know much about. The French guy? <laughs> no, not really. Other than he's going back to his, uh, yeah, his, his uh, club that we've signed him from. I don't really know much about him. I've seen a brief highlights reel of him. He looks like he lo likes a slide tackle, but that's pretty much all I've been able to garner so far. Good info. It's a young signing for the future, isn't it? You'd imagine yeah. that Hutton and Al Mohammed won't be here next season. So Bree's gone off on loan, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. So you'd imagine it'll be him and Bree competing for the right back spot next season, which kind of fits the young and hungry mantra that Dean Smith's after. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of maybe disappointment that we've loaned him back and that he probably should be sticking around to play, but it's one of those things that's either maybe a financial situation that it's easier on the club to loan him back and pay for him in the summer, maybe a financial personal deal that he doesn't get a loyalty bonus or something for leaving in, in, this season, in this window, so he wants to stay or the club value him as a player and they want to keep him. There's a lot of different variables for why a player goes back on loan to the club they're signed from. But if that's the sort of downside that you have to go through to secure the player services in January to get him in in the summer rather than maybe missing out in the summer because it's all of a sudden I don't know, PSG are in for him or whoever, 
that's, yeah. what, that's what you have to go through, isn't it, to, to get the guy over the line. I suggest a young French lad as well isn't going to come and immediately hit the ground running in the championship. He isn't going to immediately set us. So send him back and help him keep his uh, his former club in the league. That there and he comes in and then gets a, gets a full pre-season. A bit like Bree came and had the odd game when he when he first joined and always looked a bit a, a little shaky. It's difficult to come in mid-season. He's never really recovered from that. Bree, in my opinion, he's never really had a run of game. So in a lot of ways, I think I think that it does make sense. To, to loan him back in some ways it would be more beneficial to loan him to, to an English team but I'd, I'd, I'd imagine you're going to do that might as well keep him aren't yeah, you well just a case of him learning making mistakes somewhere else isn't it in the league below or something like we look like we're going to be doing with a lot of our young players learning learning on the job elsewhere but like you say they've the transfers there's so much goes into it there's so many there could be so many reasons behind why so many things happen it's difficult to speculate we'll go on to the outs then obviously there's been a lot of movement today specifically uh, we've had door hayes went to oh, cambridge is it yeah scott hogan's gone to sheffield united which i mean we pretty much knew about when you recorded the podcast we said that that was going to happen and that was confirmed today yeah um james breeze you just mentioned has gone to ipswich with paul lambert uh, Jacob Bedu has gone on a free transfer to, I can't remember who, somebody in League One, I think. Scunthorpe, I think it was. Well, that, that just sums up Villa's transfer business in general over the, yeah. over the last few years. You sign a young kid who's barely played for £1 million and then two years later you're giving him away. Yeah, yeah. But I forgot we paid like half decent money for him as well. Brilliant stuff. Blackett Taylor has gone to Warsaw on loan and Harry McCurdy has also gone out on loan again. Can't remember where, it's almost midnight. There's a bulk there of under-23 players, what, one, two, three, four, where they probably should have got it. Maybe if you include Bree as well, to be honest. That's five. They probably should have gone out last year. I mean, I hope we don't so, get too many injuries. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've sort of been trying to speak to a couple of people today how I how took, because I know obviously I knew we were going to record some kind of video tonight, and I want to sort of think, try and get some thoughts out to what I was actually thinking about today. And part of me feels like we've weakened our overall squad but then again, none of these players were playing anyway. So it's not like we've lost anyone that was like, oh, we've lost Tammy Abraham, or we've lost John McGinn or whoever, like a big name. Yeah. Or even a, a player that's in, in, the, uh, in the 18. Like, Jonesbury hasn't even been on the bench a lot of the time. Scott Hogan's been a hit and miss. Hepburn Murphy, Dor Hayes, Blackett Taylor, McCurdy, they've never been in and around the first team, really, apart from the old cup game. So we're not going to miss those, and they get, they get um, competitive football instead of playing under 23s, which will be massive for their development and will show Villa whether they're capable of making it or not. That's all all good moves, but then you look at uh, James Bree to Ipswich, I mean, is it, could you argue that he's should be fighting for first choice right back? Is he, do they think that he's good enough to do that? Because a lot of people will look at it and go, he's probably as good as Hutton and Elmo, they might not be here next year, so just stick with Bree, put him at right back, but then he goes to play bottom of the league championship football. And Scott Hogan goes to a team that, as it stands, have probably got a better chance of ending up in the Premier League than us. Yeah, and I think he'll score goals there. If I'm if I'm being honest, even getting the team, I think he'll score goals the way Sheffield United play. That that I said in the podcast, I think that that move kind of felt like a bit of an admission that we don't think we can go up. You're obviously helping a promotion rival get get points if Scott Hogan does well. I know if you play them, he can't play. But it's it's it's, it's a weird one. <clears throat> obviously, Hogan is is an obvious choice that if he scores goals for Sheffield United and they go up. Can we just miss out on the playoffs or something? That's an obvious one, but is there any there that stand out to you as being almost a bit of a disappointment? If you could guarantee me that Tammy's going to stay fit for the rest of the season, then I would say no. But obviously, if he gets a knock, 
we're then short on goal scorers. And I know Hogan hasn't really ever hit, hit the ground running for Villa bar that what that one spell, but there's obviously something going on there because if Smith isn't playing him, if, if someone who's got the best out of him before, if Smith doesn't want to know, there's something up somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. That says to me it's a problem with the player. So again, you just you just never know the reasons for these things. That's the that's the strange thing. I'd describe it as an interesting window. Yeah. I'm still not really sure what I what I make of it. I think I need some time to to evaluate. What, what I think. I mean, we needed to get some centre backs in. So with Elphick coming back and getting a couple of centre backs in as well, we've we've obviously done that. My thinking is with the players that we've brought in, if everyone's fit, do, are any of them other than than possibly Mings ending up at left back? Are any of them in the team? You could argue that there's probably one space up in the midfield that could go. I think when everyone's fit, I still think that midfield is even with Tom Carroll there. I still think Horahan. Um, McGinn and Grealish is the better midfield. Tom Carroll comes in and performs. One of those three that you just mentioned won't won't play, and he will get to. You've also got Lansbury and Bjarnason and Yedinak and Whelan and all these players that are still here. I'm until, still hot bloated. Until the uh, yeah, until the summer at least. There's going to be some sort of rotation at some point, and these players will get their chance. The whole the whole fur and Carroll thing is weird to me. I know I can't think of anything about anything else. I'm, I'm reading a tweet now from Villa Report, which is a quote from a journal. It says it was more Villa backing out of the Leroy Fur deal than a case of Swansea pulling the plug. Club were working on both Carroll and Fur deals at the same time. So was Tom Carroll just like waiting in Leroy Fur's car and then Leroy Fur uh, <laughs> comes back out <laughs> and says, like, oh, mate, not, they don't want me no more, you can go in. It's not happening, Tom, and you go. Surely you make that decision well before deadline day? Or, or, do, you, or do Swansea go, oh, by the way, Tom Carroll's available, and you go, I'll see you later, Leroy. We fancy Tom instead. Like, it's just so weird. Like you say, I can't think about anything else at this point. So this whole transfer window has just been a manic day and a manic month. At this point, I feel like I don't really know what I've witnessed or what's been going on. So we're going to move on very briefly to the Reading game, just because, I mean, I've put about Reading in the title of this video, so we're going to have to talk about it. But it is five past midnight at this point. The game is in just over 24 hours. Daniel will go in. Uh, what do you think? I was looking forward to seeing Bakuna again, but he's off. To, he's gone to Cardiff, so he won't be playing against us. And another one of our ex-players who ends up in the Premier League while we're still in the Championship. Probably, out of all the players that have ended up in the Premier League, he's probably the least deserving of actually getting there. He's not exactly been smashing it already. I think they've had a high turnover of players, to be honest, in January, so I'm not really sure what to expect from them. I'm still a bit bitter about the game in August that we ended up drawing 1-1. Yeah. That still upsets me. A little bit, so it'd be nice. It'd be nice to beat them. It'd be nice to beat them anyway. But again, it'd be nice to beat them because I'm going. Dolan's not great in a way. I'm sure every time I've been to an away game with Dolan, we've lost. Damn, because I know this video is dragging on, and you want to go to bed, and so do I. Before you go though, let's go through a start at eleven. Who do you think will play? <laughs> I don't know. Kalinic in goal. Hutton right back. I'd imagine Elphick and Mings. He'll give Chester a rest. Left back Taylor. Whelan, Connor and McGinn, I'm gonna, I don't think I don't see Tom Carroll coming straight in. Adoma, El Ghazi and Abraham, I would guess. I think that first team pretty much picks itself at this point, doesn't it, until those new signings can come in, because it could just be that Mings doesn't even feature either, and we just roll out with Chester still, but at some point we always keep saying that Chester needs to come out. If we've got a, a player that's coming to play centre-back and he's fit and ready to go, chuck him in. Prediction, let's end with it, because this has just been... I mean, it's not preview, is it? I feel like I should probably predict us to lose because every time I predict us to win, we don't. Uh, <laughs> having said that, I'm just going to go for a mad 3-1 to Villa. Oh, I feel like the late night's got to you with that, that uh, prediction. They know that every time I've watched them at the back, they've not been good. 
you think Tammy might be able to get something out of them. The Reading view will probably be sitting here saying every time I've watched Villa's backline, they've not been good. So who knows? They've won five games all season, which is the joint second lowest. We should win, shouldn't we? Surely you're playing a team 22nd. I know it's away. But you've got to be winning, haven't you? If you want to be serious about trying to get into the top six, you've got to be going to play like this and winning. The run needs to start happening at some point, doesn't it? So why not now? Yeah, I'm going to go 2-1. I think it'll be tighter than you, you think, but I still think we're easily good enough to go there and win. I mean, I've predicted 3-1, but if you, if you were someone was to rummage through my head, they'd say, you don't you don't believe that. That's not what, <laughs> that, is, that isn't what you think, so why have you said it? Yeah, at this point, I don't even know what this video is. We're just rambling on at this point, so we'll end it there. We'll call it a day, call it a night. It's quarter past 12. Thanks for watching this video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we'll see you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.